This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. The other's shy and quiet. Could there be two different? Pi Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley TV show, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this is episode six, Almost Married. Ooh, yeah. I didn't realise that Almost Married is actually a Sweet Valley High book. Neither did I. It's yeah. quite it's quite far up in the uh, canon. Oh, it's way ahead. It's like book 102 or something. We're like yeah. we're post Margot's murderous rampage and everything. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I, who even knows what's going on at that stage? I mean, all bets are off at that, at that <laughs> point in the in the timeline. Um, I can't imagine we're going to be spoiled for it by this episode. No. series. It seems like from what I gathered that Bruce is involved quite heavily, I think, in the actual book, which is definitely not the case here. But um, oh. which is a shame, really, because we we don't have any Bruce at all in in this episode. True. I wonder is almost married in there in the mini series because uh, for some listeners may not remember or know that in the original books, um, after a after book a hundred, which is of course the evil twin, <laughs> um, there oh there's never standalones like it's you know or there might be the odd super thriller or whatever but the the main timeline are all like mini series like there are mm. two parters or three parters and i do remember there was a mini series where they found out that alice had been engaged to hank which <gasps> was reflected in the you know oh, the super the specials yeah. yeah and then bruce and liz start you know repeating history <gasps> oh my god was I, that de- that was deadly summer wasn't it there was a bit of chemistry going on there I mean Bruce was just being a little bitch you know and, and tricking her and stuff but uh, true but in this but was, it was real there was chemistry yeah, yeah. Ooh, there's definitely exciting. there's definitely real stuff going on and I think maybe that's uh, almost married um mm. there's definitely none of that in this book or no, this, no. this episode yeah but I suppose it is the first time that they've actually so, like so far in the tv series mm. I suppose that they've used a title and what appears to be the gist of a plot at least of of a book of the same title yeah which they're going to do in a few episodes because they're going to do the prince of Santa Dora, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> which is based on in love with the prince ah. so sadly in the book it was Dana Larson and I have a feeling that it is Dana is not in the tv series so I think the person who's going to be in love with the prince is going to be a Wakefield Oh, has to be. <laughs> well, there is a blurb in inverted commas, and by blurb I mean the episode description on Wikipedia. <laughs> They're delightfully shoddy. <laughs> yes, I mean, uh, the, yeah, the last week it was barely full sentences. So. <laughs> the syntax was not great, but look, <laughs> this is slightly more coherent, I guess. Uh, so here it is. 
Todd moves into the Wakefield house when Liz's parents are out of town. It's like an intro to marriage. But is that what these two really need? I mean, as usual, the answer is no. <laughs> at, least, at least they're still like the books there. That's true. I always enjoy the little rhetorical question at the end. So that's nice consistency with the books, at least. <laughs> true. Well, the episode begins outside the Casadell Wakefield and Liz and Todd are bidding each other good night. Yes. In a sexy way. <laughs> oh, but of course. And Todd is lamenting Liz's curfew because he just hates having to say goodbye. Oh, he feels like all they do lately is say goodbye to each other. It's true. And uh, uh, Liz has good news. Yeah, well, it turns out that the, well, largely absent Wakefield parents oh. are out of, out of town this weekend. So it's like, so same as usual. Then. Yeah, no. how are they going to notice? <laughs> yeah. Um, so she thinks, oh, we can spend, you know, all like the whole time together. But Todd has to go away too, to stay with his cousins who are obsessed with polka music. I, truly, I did not see this coming. But yeah, I think Todd's parents are away too. So he has to stay with his cousins while while they're out of town. Hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the polka thing was uh, unexpected for sure. Yes. Is that a thing? <laughs> I guess. In California in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> So Todd has a suggestion. Yeah, well, he suggests that he just stay with Liz for the weekend, just oh. move into the house, um, all sneaky like, because you know Liz, of course, is like, there's no way my parents are going to go for that. Um, but Todd makes the point that uh, you know he he can't cope with staying with his cousins. He's like, you don't understand. It's it's terrible apparently staying with these um polka loving cousins. <laughs> And Liz, uh, he finds out, you know, Ned and Alice won't know. Doesn't even call them Ned and Alice because uh, they are, they just they really don't exist in this universe. And Liz isn't sure. And Todd is all, don't you trust me? <laughs> and Ned says, no, but... oh, sorry, go on. <laughs> no, yeah, it's just kind of like lying. That's it, because they don't really decide on anything in this particular conversation. But he uh, he warns her, like, if I come back with an accordion, <laughs> like it's on you, basically. <laughs> Accordion kicks in. Okay, I absolutely loved that. It's like, yeah, yeah, the scene change is accompanied by accordion music. And I was like, all right, that's genius. I kind of love this. It was good. (laughs) Well, there's music on everyone's mind in the next scene because we cut to Sweet Valley High where some random hunk called Morgan is lamenting the fact that the Soundgarden show is sold out. (laughs) Says the Soundgarden. I I don't know what's going on in this school, but like, it's it's a kind of a gas choice, isn't it? Soundgarden. Like I wouldn't yeah. have thought that, that that you know all the kind of like preppy kids like Lila would have been into Soundgarden because she True. seems seems to be very much on board for trying to get to it. Yeah, because uh, yeah, he's with Lila, who says that she's tried all her connections to try and get a ticket um, for this sold out show, but she'll finally try Winston, who always has tickets. Like surely he would be her first connection if he always has tickets for things. <laughs> You would think. <laughs> but someone's in the background in a very authentic checked flannel slip dress mm, who overhears it's, all. She does, of course, as usual, Jessica's lurking behind people <laughs> at her locker. <laughs> it's kind of what she does in the hallway if she's not doing cheer practice for some reason there. Um, but yeah, so she overhears that Winston is the man to go to for Soundgarden tickets. Mm. So uh, she's immediately in schemer mode. And uh, her soundtrack kicks in, but it's it's not quite the devious jingle. It's more no. her kind of 
<laughs> kind of music where it's like Jessica's going after something and she's going to be successful. Um, it's your sexy scheming music. It is her sexy scheming music. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> so she sidles on up to Winston. Yeah. Um, poor old Winston, unsuspecting as usual. <laughs> and she's like, if you got tickets, I want to go. Yeah, he says he has front row centre now. I can't imagine Soundgarden were doing seated gigs in 1994. That does not sound likely, yeah, no. But, um, yeah, Winston is all like, oh, you want to go to the gig? Pretty much thinks that she wants to go with him, but she's like, Ugh, no. She <laughs> wants to go with the mysterious Morgan. Yeah, whoever the hell he is. Morgan Gathers. I was like, no, yeah. this is this is nobody. What's what's going on here? They could have even put Ken Matthews. I mean, I know they'd have got him all wrong, but like they, so many you characters know, you could use. That's true, but I'm I'm glad that they've just left Ken out of it for now because <laughs> there's no way he would ever live up to my expectations for Ken Matthews and I'd just be so upset. So yeah. I'm glad that we're just like pretending he doesn't exist Fair in this enough. Fair there's enough. There's no way they do him justice, you see. No, they, they couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, Morgan, apparently, everybody's after him. And Liz overhears um, Jess saying this to, to Winston and says that she, you know, I thought he was going with Lila. And Jessica says, so does Lila. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Jess. <laughs> yes. Uh, so um, later she approaches Todd, who's with Morgan for some reason, and we get another reference to a, a I was I can't call him a classic character because he's so boring. But uh, Coach Schultz. <laughs> yes, also delighted. Like, yeah, I do love it when they just throw in a name like that. It's so pleasing. It's like, I don't care. Even if it's a deep cut, I will take it. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, she she comes up and says, like, Coach Schultz wants him and babbles some incoherent sports nonsense, which oh isn't just us not getting American sports. It is Jess not getting it's, American sports. It's Jess extremely just throwing a bunch of words together and hoping for the best because she comes up and she doesn't even know the coach's name to begin with because she's like, Coach, um, and Todd is like, Schultz. She's like, yeah, 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 he's looking for you. And I think I wrote down what she said. It was like, uh, he was looking for his star goalie, even though Todd plays basketball. Yeah. Something about bench pressing three pointers or something. <laughs> Todd's like, what are you talking about? And Jessica says, just beat it. <laughs> oh God. And then Todd says, I can take a hint. It's like, it wasn't a hint. She literally tells you to beat it. <laughs> We're like a rudely given command. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jessica tells Morgan that Lila got tickets and his little face lights up. But then she says, for Swan Lake. And he's like, <gasps> I hate ballet and I love the idea he has strong enough opinions about ballet to hate it <laughs> like oh I've, I've been forced to sit through so many ballets Morgan has had his fill of ballet and he has had enough quite frankly so yeah he's uh, he needs an excuse to get out of this uh, Tchaikovsky outing and <laughs> Jessica produces something from I guess the depths of her flannel slip dress of her plaid dress I guess yeah so she's like um oh you know just tell her that you're not going and of course like none of this Swan Lake stuff is Lila's doing at all like Lila was trying no. to get to Soundgarden with them so um so Jess is like yeah you can get out of it tell her that you're going to the Soundgarden concert and he's like but I can't get tickets so yeah then Jess produces her tickets and she's like you're coming with me baby <laughs> whether you like it or not exactly <laughs> well we cut to the Castell Wakefield where Ned and Alice have been seen off on a plane. Apparently, where are they going? Who knows? And Todd is moving in. Yeah, so they've obviously decided uh, that they're going to go for this and uh, 
pull this off I guess without anybody's parents knowing I suppose mm. um so yeah Todd has his little um overnight bag left on the couch and they're both all excited about spending the whole weekend together yes uh Elizabeth is wearing a cropped stripy top over mm. some ill-fitting dungas <laughs> and uh then who should come in with Jessica she's got a question oh man this is <laughs> Like, this is like a perfect convergence of book and TV show Oh my God, it tropes. Is. It really is. <laughs> because Jess comes striding in, uh, holding up uh, two shirts. She's like, well, which one should I wear to the concert? And both are the shiniest, most flammable looking silk <laughs> shirts that you have ever seen. And it is delightful. <laughs> oh my God. It's, uh, they are the fakest silk, but they are very silky. Very silky, they are very not shiny. Soundgarden gig clothes. Oh, not in the slightest. She would have been better off in her plaid dress that she wore to school. Like that yes. was a much more kind of grunge babe look. But this um fucking business silk shirt. I don't know what she's at. <laughs> but anyway, she strides in and she's like, "Which one should I wear?" Hmm. And she kind of doesn't even wait for them to respond. She's like, "What's his name? Morgan's favorite color is purple. I'll go with purple. Thanks." And just takes off again. So yeah, oh, she's uh, no. Before she takes oh, yeah. off. <laughs> She sees something on the couch because Todd's really making himself at home. This is what I was wondering as well, actually, because I don't know. Are they we don't see are they on the couch or has she like pulled them out of his bag? Because he's only just gotten there. So anyway, she pulls a pair of jocks out of somewhere. (laughs) My pants, you mean underpants. She goes, ooh, Calvin's. And, uh, you know, gives them a meaningful look. But yeah, at first I was like, how are Todd's underpants all over the place already when he's literally just walked in the door? But then I was like, maybe she just pulled them out of his bag and it was open. It's Mm. not really clear how that happens exactly. It's not. It is uh, odd. But she said, ooh, Calvin's. Mm, Yes, (laughs) very suggestive. Splashing the cash. I think a package for, you know, some some tighty whities would be good enough for him. (laughs) No, no, designer underpants. <laughs> well, uh, Liz is mortified by this and she runs after Jessica and tells her, look, Todd is sleeping on the couch and mm. Jess makes a jibe about them being the king and queen of self-control. <laughs> um, and she says, of course, she won't tell Ned and Alice on one condition. Of course, there's always strings attached uh, mm. with Jess. So she says, you know, it's no big deal. Obviously, I wouldn't ever tell on you. She's mm. like, as long as I can have a little, does she say party or does she say gathering? She's like, you know, a few people over basically the following night. I think she and, says party. And, she might do, yeah. Liz and, is like, no parties, no way. Um, yeah, because um, she they've, they've been explicitly told not to have uh, mm. people over and eventually of course well eventually like two seconds later as usual <laughs> Liz gives in and says okay a small gathering yeah. and Jess is delighted but she has another request oh yes because um, Alice left a credit card for emergencies so Jessica's like yeah I need mom's credit card uh, and Liz points out it's only for emergencies, but according to Jess, having a perfect dress is always an emergency. So she needs a new outfit for the party. Hmm. And she plans, and this is like, she's going to see that on the credit card statement, but Jessica says she plans to take it back the next day so it won't show up on the bill. It'll be refunded before it even, hmm. you know, they, they send a bill out. And apparently yeah. she does this all the time. Does it surprise me? No, and it does sound like something that book Jessica would do mm, true. with some frequency. Yes. She's amazed at Liz's naivety uh, about, you know, 
this sort of uh, scab <laughs> and reluctantly his hands over the card and Jessica says, have a great weekend. <laughs> Speaking of great times, we cut to our favourite trope in this show. It's a fucking montage. Yes, it is. <laughs> And this time it's set to what sounds a bit like um I so I, I was thinking this while watching it and some listener did say this. Uh it sounds kind of like Hazy Shade of Winter. Yes, um, like the, I wasn't, the Bangles version. Yes, I, I wasn't familiar with this song, so I went and looked it up and like came across the like Simon and Garfunkel one first. Yeah. And I was like, mm, okay, I don't, I don't know if I agree. And then found the bangles one. I was like, ah, yes, yeah. okay, got it. I think that was Karen Jackson uh, on Instagram. But yeah, like nailed it because it absolutely yes. does sound like that song. It does. So I don't know who are the who are the sort of pound shop bangles, oh, the jangles, the bracelets, rubber uh, bracelets, yeah. <laughs> cheap bracelets that leave a mark on your arm. Yep. <laughs> Well, they're rocking out whoever they are. And Liz and her crimped hair. She had time to crimp her hair. I bet she has it's a an important. It's a very, very important outing to the supermarket, mm. you know. <laughs> um, she's pushed around the supermarket by Todd on a shopping trolley. They are, oh. imagine if you're trying to just get your messages and you've got those two goons. Oh my God. Like, it's, it's all like chaos. very cute like oh they're being silly in the supermarket but actually they're just wrecking the gaff like and being <laughs> such a pain in the arse for anyone who has to work in that job <laughs> oh my god yeah because like they're zooming around to the shopping trolleys they're knocking stuff over they're they're kissing all over the place like which no nobody wants to see that when they're trying to like get some personal um <laughs> they keep uh from, Tossing melons around, which sounds yeah, suggestive. <laughs> sure does. I think Todd does some like one-handed juggling at one point. He's juggling peaches, I think. And it is actually quite impressive that he's doing it all with one hand. That's true. But like, but yeah, they are just being a massive nuisance in the yeah. shop, basically. They keep they, losing uh, each other. That's true. There is a little Scooby Doo moment, which I always love. The Scooby Doo moment yeah. where they're kind of in and out of the <laughs> aisle looking for each other and can't find each other, and it's like oh, hilarious. <laughs> And the lyrics of the uh, Hazy Shade Winter pastiche say, we're on our own. Um, yeah, at one stage, Todd crashes into a giant display of Fig Newtons. Like yeah, and I did, wrecking I wondered, the place. I, I, I've heard of Fig Newtons mm. before and I kind of presumed they're like fig rolls. I presume the same um, thing, but I genuinely yeah, I actually, don't know. I paused it and they look like fig rolls, so mm. I feel vindicated in that assumption. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're all over the gaff now. Yeah. Because uh, Todd and Liz have just wrecked the supermarket with their tomfoolery. They're absolutely making shite of the place. Like, I don't know how they weren't kicked out. Good point. Well, they eventually make it to the um, to the cash register and they've basically just got loads of like junk food and treats. And Well, yeah, Todd definitely did because at one point he picks up like six massive bags of crisps and Liz makes them put true. them all back in this weird like rewindy kind of editing thing that they do during the montage. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they've still got all sorts of... Um, of snacks and when they go to pay Liz realizes that they're short like you know 13 dollars or something and Todd she asks because Jessica has the the credit card yes of course yeah and um even Todd has a tenor but that's still not enough so they have to put something back and they basically have a big row 
Yeah, it's a whole thing where um, Liz is like, oh, oh no, Todd grabs like a thing of broccoli or lettuce or something. He's like, we'll put this back. And it's like, no, no, we need that. So she keeps trying to save the like boring, healthy stuff that she's mm. picked out. And he keeps trying to save the like massive bags of crisps and like chocolate cereal and stuff. He's like, no, my crispy chunky oh <laughs> Crispy chunky <laughs> what a probably name. had to invent a cereal because that's a fake looking box for sure. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I don't. I mean, listeners, tell us if crispy chunkyos were actually a thing because I find that very, very hard to believe. <laughs> Later on, things are more chill back at the house because Todd has prepared a candlelit feast. It's quite fancy. He's like set the table all nice. There's a red tablecloth and like cloth serviettes and candles and a big mm. bottle of mustard on the table yeah. very romantic <laughs> I thought for a second they were actually drinking wine but it turns out they're the only people in the world who voluntarily buy Pepsi Pepsi I know is there promotional consideration going on here because Todd like balances a 12 pack of Pepsi on his head at one point during the montage as well <laughs> so there's definitely product placement yeah um, so yeah they're sipping away at their Pepsi and um, looking forward to their feast which oh my god looks so unappetising Mm. Um, and sadly, it's it looked unappetizing. It's just a meat and two veg, and the meat part has burnt. Oh no! Um, yeah. Well, that's it. Goes to, like I think a timer goes off or something. So Todd goes over to the kitchen, which he has absolutely wrecked. Um, the <laughs> stuff everywhere and like presses flung open and Liz is like oh this is amazing I'm learning so much about you and then he like tries to take out the tray out of the oven with no oven glove and it's like oh. yeah things like he doesn't know that things in the oven are hot <laughs> I mean it fits <laughs> in with what we have seen from Todd true um, and by the way they're also sitting at this tiny table that's over by the wall like do they not have a they're a family of five do they not have a large table Oh yeah, that's true actually. You'd think there'd be some manner of dining table or something, but yeah, it is just like a little table shoved against the wall. Yeah. Um so uh yeah, they sit down to their dry meat and two veg, which looks so fucking grim. By the way, the meat is a veal um, covered in crispy chunkios. Oh god. Yeah, because Liz is like, oh, this chicken is uh not like any I've ever tasted. I was like, yeah, it's veal. Um and then explains that he had seen like someone making it on Kathy Lee and Regis, which that's like their morning program mm, or something, yeah. isn't it? And uh, and he was like, yeah, you know, the, the crispy chunkyos really give the coating an extra zip. And I was like, oh. oh Christ, this sounds disgusting. So it is veal covered in chocolate cereal. Sounds like yes, with some like peas and and carrots. That's grim. And nothing, no seasoning, no sauce, no anything. Just like a no. oh, I actually. I, <laughs> feel my taste buds giving up the will to live looking at just drying up at the yeah. thoughts <laughs> um, well Jessica arrives home and she's very amused by this uh, tragic scene so they decide to just forget about dinner it's like what most teenagers are like eating six meals a day I don't think I would have ever just forgotten about dinner like Liz takes one bite and like it, obviously it, it does not taste good but uh, Todd is too impressed when, that she doesn't like the dinner and uh, yeah I suppose when Jess comes in she's all like oh isn't this quaint and like flings on the lights and everything kind of, 
Not that she ruins the mood because there wasn't much of a mood to begin with because they're not really getting along now after dinner. Mm. But uh, but Jess is gas because she's like, oh, you know, this is uh, this is cute or whatever. She's like, well, don't do anything I wouldn't do. And uh, and I couldn't really figure out what Todd means because he kind of says, oh, not a chance of that is there. And I don't know if he just means that Jessica's the worst or if he was hoping to get the ride and now it's not going to happen because yeah. Liz is not impressed. I was like, wondering that too. Couldn't figure out what the intention here was at all. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was. it's like, am I missing something? Because sometimes they try for slightly risque jokes that aren't, they're not risque enough. So they're just yeah. confusing. It was just confusing. And I, at first I was like, oh, he's he was hoping to get the ride. That's what's yeah. happening here. But then... Yeah. I kind of watched it again and I was like no does he just mean that Jessica sucks and like I don't know <laughs> sorry my brain is really in the gutter to say Jessica sucks what are you saying Carrie oh, so- <laughs> sorry listeners uh, oh god I mean yeah probably <laughs> we're in the back of the moon beach time <laughs> Oh God, I, I just like to think of Sweet Valley people being like, you know, Barbies and action men. I don't want to think about them having actual <laughs> genitalia. Oh God, yeah, true. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> God, well, I mean, was it Bruce and Jessica were always getting off behind the bins? I think it was. Oh, there was something like that before, yeah. There was. Uh, well, there's luckily we don't have to see any saucy action in uh, in this episode um, because Todd basically starts sulking and uh, Liz decides they can watch some TV and they turn on the telly and it's a classic movie, which would be definitely my sort of thing. But Todd just <laughs> takes the remote and changes the channel. Yeah, he says he doesn't mind what they watch. But as soon as Liz is like, oh, I really like these old movies. He's like, mm, what else is on? <laughs> and just like immediately yeah. starts like switching through the channels. But um, he lands on a Lakers game and then does some very unconvincing like sports watching, basically, because he's just, oh, poor old Todd. He's just not the best at this. <laughs> No, he's he's a goon is the only he way to is. describe him. And oh. he uh, he hoots and hollers at the game and he just Liz tries talking to him and he's clearly not listening to her. And uh, she basically goes upstairs and he doesn't even notice. Yeah, it's not great. No. And uh, later that night, Todd is sleeping on the couch. and He gets up to drink milk out of the carton in somebody else's house. Like out while, of the fridge. Yes, while also bouncing his basketball to take the long <laughs> fucking walk of under a minute over to the kitchen <laughs> to the fridge at two in the morning. What is he doing? <laughs> yeah, uh, Liz unsurprisingly hears this comes <laughs> downstairs. And uh, she, uh, she understandably is not pleased and just hands him a cup and stomps off. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I'd be too impressed by the sound of someone bouncing a basketball that late at night no, <laughs> for no uh, reason. And then drinking milk out of the carton from, uh, yeah. from the fridge. When you're a guest. I mean, we've all He's... drunk milk out of a carton or juice out of a carton, but not in somebody else's house. Very true. He is not a good house guest. No. Next day, Jessica and Lila are discussing the guest list for... Um, Jessica is on her mobile and they're oh. they're discussing the guest list for this party they're going to have that evening. And Lila assures a worried Jessica that it'll just be a select few. But is it? 
Of course not. Of course, Lila's also in scheming mode after uh, Jessica's plan to steal Morgan away from her. So uh, Lila's, you kind of see her just chatting to her. And as soon as she hangs up, they kind of pan out and Lila's standing outside the Moon Beach Diner, literally handing out flyers saying, big party tonight, bring all your friends, big party tonight, bring everybody. (laughs) Oh my God. I kind of love when Lila gets revenge on Jessica because Jessica totally deserves it in this one. She does I think that's what's so satisfying about this TV show is that Jessica actually does get her comeuppance like way more frequently than book Jessica ever does because he just like it just wouldn't be that satisfying a watch when someone is devious all the time and then nothing happens it's like where's the payoff like that's just not sustainable (laughs) for a TV show at least so I do enjoy that that is a really good point and it's it's uh we love to see it we sure do (laughs) well but what we don't want to see is back at the casa is Todd making a huge fucking mess with all the bits of the paper scattered all over the gaff. Oh, he's making bits of the sitting room. Like his clothes are all over the place. <laughs> the paper is all over the place. His jocks are probably on the fucking ceiling. Like he's just, <laughs> he's not even wearing a shirt. It's like, Jesus, Todd, you're the worst. <laughs> and he's making such a mess because he can't find the sports pages. But Liz says she already used it to like so throw out the coffee grounds from the coffee mm. machine. And says that she just she he watched like he spent the entire last night watching loads of sports so there can't be any results that he doesn't know yeah yeah there's nothing he's missed at this point surely <laughs> yeah and jessica is delighted to see trouble in paradise uh though she does tell todd he, he'd better like clean up his act or the honeymoon's over yeah she calls him a deadbeat which is quite satisfying <laughs> yeah, i mean that's how he's behaving yes get your act together todd well, later, Jessica appears in a sensational figure-hugging uh, new dress as Liz changes into a terrible waistcoat and sort of baggy, high-waisted, un- ill-fitting denims. Yeah, she loves a waistcoat, doesn't she? Well, they all love waistcoats. They're kind of a recurring theme, all right, in the in the wardrobes on this show. That is true. Somebody uh, is at the door, and it's Lila. Oh, yeah. Uh, so she, yeah, Jessica saying that apparently Lila has offered to come over early to help her set up for the party or the small gathering, as she keeps mm. insisting. Yeah. So Liz can't believe Lila's being so helpful after Jessica stole Morgan from her. And uh, uh, Jessica goes off to let Lila in. But um, when she's gone, Todd suggests that they just bail on the party so they can finally spend time together. You know, Jessica, Liz doesn't particularly want to hang out with Jessica and Lila and co. So she agrees. But then loud music kicks off downstairs. Oh, no. So, of course, Lila has arrived with an absolute entourage of people that uh, neither of the twins know because she was literally just handing out flyers <laughs> at the diner. So who even just knows? terrible. Who's, it's so bad. Like, but, you know, again, Jessica has a common like. Oh, um, but like when they actually show the crowd at the party, it's gas because like we we had been wondering where everybody's parents are. And it turns out they're at this party because I'm sorry, this is not a crowd of teenagers. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Decidedly not. Uh, they literally all look like they're in the 40s. They really do. <laughs> like it is not a hip crowd. <laughs> not even vaguely. Um, but uh, obviously, uh, Jessica is horrified. But Lila says that she knows uh, there's a lot of people, but surely somebody who can magic off concert tickets out of thin air can handle the crowd. Uh-huh. It shouldn't be any major issue for her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, she's not happy when Morgan praises Jessica's outfit. 
and then Winston is just goofing around by standing on a chair and then sort of balancing so it falls over and he steps off it and Liz is not happy to see all this sort of tomfoolery going on. (laughs) Much too much tomfoolery, yes. (laughs) And yeah, Liz tells Jessica to clear out all these randomers and um, Liz tells Todd that this weekend is just a disaster and he's really surly about it. He's like, it's not my fault. It's like, she didn't say it was, Todd. That's true, actually, yeah. Like, part of it was. I mean, yeah, he did just watch sports all the time and is making absolute bits of the sitting room. So he's not helpful, that's for sure. <laughs> well, um, he decides to leave just as Winston balances on something else. Oh, and I think disaster- he tries a different, yeah, he tries a different chair, but it doesn't quite work this time. So uh, it's another big, like, slow motion fall. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Winston kind of, he hits the ground, but like takes a pile of bodies with him, basically. So there's just a big tangle of people after hitting the ground, after uh, after he falls off this chair. It's true. And those people include Lila, Morgan and Jessica, whose <gasps> dress is now covered in dip. Oh but- no, because Jessica was carrying around this giant plate of dip with like celery and carrots and stuff. It's like great party, Jess. Um, but yeah, so now her dress is ruined and all covered in dip. She's not going to be able to take that back to Foxy Mama. She sure isn't. <laughs> We cut to the next day and Liz is in a big sulk and Todd says he's going to stay in Winston's house for the final night of their uh, supposed uh, menage. And uh, Liz is all annoyed and basically tells Todd he's been a dick all weekend. True. Yeah, fair. Todd says he cooked for her and she insulted it. I mean, she did, but also it was veal covered in chocolate cereal. It was terrible. Yeah. (laughs) And Jessica emerges in a very authentically 1994 Adidas top. Oh my god. Fucking top. I want it. Oh my god. It's so cool. It's like, yeah, this like purple long sleeve Adidas top with the stripes down the sleeves. Oh, it's deadly. I would 100% (laughs) have worn this and possibly did wear this in 1994. (laughs) So she's ranting about her ruined dress. And then she says that Liz will have to pay for it. Yeah, she makes out that this uh, credit card bill is now Liz's problem because she let her have the credit card in the first place. Like it's classic Jessica logic in that, you know, there isn't any. And it's just everyone else's fault except hers. Yes, because she says that, you know, Liz was the one who was in charge of the credit card, which means she's in charge of whatever gets done with the credit card. (laughs) And uh, basically smirks and says, you should think more like me and struts off. Yeah, she reckons you wouldn't be in this mess if you were more of a psychopath like me. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> in so many words. <laughs> yeah. Not the psychopath part, but if you didn't behave like me. Yeah, that is what she says. <laughs> yeah. So Todd at least finally uh, steps up to uh, and to his responsibilities and says that he'll help sort it all out and says that they do have to think like Jessica, which uh-huh. means time to get scheming. Hooray! <laughs> So we cut to later on where Jessica is yet again trying on a silk blouse. Oh man, like, yeah, I think it's this, the very, very shiny purple one from earlier. So her, her outfit is now complete now that she's added a leather miniskirt into the mix. <laughs> very Soundgarden gig. <laughs> There'll be no mashing in that, I'll tell no, you. No, <laughs> certainly will not. And she's looking for something 
um, that she clearly can't find. And she's getting more and more frantic as she searches all over the place. And downstairs, Todd uh, is counting down five, four, three, <laughs> two, one. And watch it happen on cue. <laughs> Jessica just screams extremely dramatically. Uh, it's great. <laughs> and why? <laughs> well, that's it. She comes storming down the stairs and she's like, I can't find my tickets. Where are my tickets? You have to help me find them. Tear the place apart if you have to. And they're like, oh, it's no use. You won't find them. You won't find them. And she's like, what are you talking about? And uh, it's because they they took her up on the advice and sold her Soundgarden tickets. To pay for the credit card bill. <laughs> Hooray. <And> fair <laughs> play to them. As they say. Oh, like, it's what Jessica would have done. It entirely is. And yeah, no more than she deserves. It's great. Then it gets even better. Because who should come to the door looking very what? pleased? Lila again. She's the best. Oh. <laughs> Jessica's all, what do you want? Lila's so good here as well. Because she's just like, oh, cranky, are we? <laughs> she's loving this. So good. Yeah, she's just there to thank Liz for selling them the tickets. Aha, fantastic. Yeah, great payoff. <laughs> and then Lila says, we have to go now. And then Morgan sticks his head out of a waiting limo at the end of the drive. Just, I love it. Oh, get in there, Lila. <laughs> and he says to Jessica, oh, thanks for the tickets. Sorry you got sick. Oh, God, yes, because uh, when Jessica's like, what do you mean? What, what's he talking about? Lila's like, oh, I told him you'd stomach flu. She's like, what the fuck? It's like, well, it was that a ringworm. <laughs> <laughs> and takes off, but like she kind of gets into the limo and sticks her head out. And she's like, remember, plenty of fluids. <laughs> <laughs> and takes off. It's such a great scene. It is. She's wearing an amazing black dress with like uh, with a flared skirt, a little white collar and cuffs. It's fantastic. It's um, so good. And uh, Todd says, you know, don't worry, you can still go to the uh, go to the concert. And who should pull up? It is Volkswagen Beetle, which is canon. It's in the books. That's true. It's a little convertible, but um, it's Winston. Although yes. I don't appreciate the fact that they're trying to play off like this is a consolation prize of some sort that she's getting to go to Soundgarden with Winston because it's very much like a wah, wah, kind of a moment <laughs> for Jessica. And it's like, ah, this is rude. Winston's great. You do not deserve him. He's much more attractive than um, Morgan. <laughs> very true. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Jessica takes, um, so he has tickets next to Lila and Morgan's tickets. Mm. Um, but Jessica's like, oh, you're going to be kidding me. And she takes one of the tickets, which Winston should not give her. Winston he really should be, like, shouldn't. Give that back. I'll find somebody else to go with you. I know, but he's so chill though because he does turn up like with flowers and everything and he's like, come on, let's go. You look great. And of course, she's being horrible to him and he's like, all right, if that's how you want to be and just sort of like, right, fuck her. Anyway, I'm going. Yeah, he drives off. Um, it's great. Yeah, he's just like, I don't care. This is fine. Yeah, actually, that I do like that about him. He's not humiliated or embarrassed. No. Like, that's the way you he's, want it. Bye. He's, un, he's unbothered and chill and it's great. And I really liked that because I do like Winston a lot in this. And he's just, he's a much better character in this than he is in the books. I this think, is well. true. Yeah, he's yeah. less annoying and he's less... Um, sort of pathetic in, t- in, in his yeah. Jessica fancying days because obviously Winston right. did change when, when he got together with Maria but Maria yeah um, but uh, yeah he drives off so Jessica's like well she's got her ticket she's going to go to the gig Um, but she'd, she's going to end up sitting next to Winston anyway so she was a fool to not go with him <laughs> she might as well have just taken the lift like yeah, yeah. but uh, she demands the jeep keys from Liz but it's not going to happen 
No, so the Jeep is out of gas. And Liz is like, you know, I was going to fill it up, but somebody had the credit card. So oh. empty tank, you're on your own. <laughs> so Jessica runs after Winston's car, demanding <laughs> you wait for her. And he must be long gone, so good. I mean, yeah, I, I hope it's just her chasing after him all the way. <laughs> <laughs> the stadium, wherever it is. <laughs> and Todd and Liz laugh merrily before going back inside. Hmm. And Liz is wearing a terrible outfit, a sort of frumpy jumper with a blue shirt underneath it. Um, it yeah, it nearly looks like a pajama, like pajamas with a, a woolly jumper over them. It's kind of yes. what it looks like. I don't know if that's what it actually is, but yeah, it's not a good jumper. No. And Todd is getting his bag because he's going to head off. And Liz apologizes for being cranky and admits that she wasn't used to just having him around, you know, 24 hours a day. Yeah, they do make up and kind of say, look, I suppose we just weren't ready for, for this much of each other's, you yeah. know, all in one go. So they, they do make up and it's all fine again. Yeah. And again, I have to say that even though TV Todd might be gormless, he actually does accept responsibility a lot because he he says like, they you know, he knows he got, they both getting on each other's nerves and he knows that he was at fault too. So um, yeah, they just realise that living together is harder than they thought. Yeah. And they'll know better next time. <laughs> and then Liz says they finally got the place to themselves for an, for the evening but what should happen next <laughs> the door opens and we hear a disembodied voice <gasps> calling out kids we're home <laughs> and then a cue credits that says so Liz is like oh my god my parents are home early and it's like where, where are they <laughs> show us <laughs> you can't tease us like this so it's literally just a man's voice saying yep. we're home and that's all we get in terms of proof that there even are Wakefield parents. <laughs> Good point. Yep. <laughs> and and that was Almost Married. It certainly was. And it was quite good crack, even though it there was. was no Bruce and mm. no Enid. It, mm. uh, it had some good Lila stuff. So that's oh always enjoyable. God. It definitely did. Well, listeners, did you go to a Soundgarden show wearing a silk blouse? <laughs> silk blouse. Good luck to you if you did. <laughs> <laughs> did you have a free gaff? I mean, most people did at some stage. And mm. did, did you go wild with dips and crudités? <laughs> <laughs> do let us know dear Pi Beta Alpha members because uh, we love hearing from you our much appreciated supporters uh, you can get in touch with us on Twitter at SVH Podcast you, you can send us an email at, S- at svhpodcast at gmail.com and of course there's Instagram at svhpodcast and we have heard uh, a lot of uh, great things from you there Um Pippi Ann Shirley said while watching the last uh, program, said, I shrieked when I saw Liz wearing a slinky print shirt and jeans that are identical to some I owned and wore a lot. I dress like Elizabeth. I, um, I'll just slink out with my head down now. Uh, it's tough being Gen X these days. I hear you, Pippi Ann. I hear you. <laughs> well it's much better to be found dressing like Liz in the TV show than Liz in the books because then you would be the oh, ghost of a Victorian barmaid so you know that be worse. is true <laughs> so yes um, <laughs> there is I mean at least she is wearing authentic 90s garb very true by the way Giddy Ant said because you might remember last week that Mr. Russo was allegedly in love with um, uh, with Mr. Cooper's 
secretary. Oh, secretary, yes. Rosemary. And somebody said, am I right in thinking, so it was Giddy Amp said, am I right in thinking that Chrome Dome's secretary in Racing Hearts was actually called Rosemary? Because that is the deepest cut of cuts, if so. Or both books and TV, book and TV were making Nixon jokes. Who knows? Because Nixon's secretary was famously called Rosemary. But maybe... I don't have my copy of Racing Hearts to hand. Oh man, neither do I. Honestly, I feel like like you guys are much better at remembering like tiny things like that than we are at this stage. Yeah. <laughs> but like that is some impressive recall. Um. Yes. Yeah, so hopefully that was good. That was some impressive uh, deep diving on the on the parts of the the show writers. Uh, uh, several people either noticed or were very appreciative of Karen for noticing that <laughs> note that. <laughs> Alice left on the fridge door. The spectacular whiteboard message went towards explaining quite a lot. And again, even it was just a male voice at the end. So maybe Alice is still off with the male oh, yeah, man. Good point. <laughs> and it was just Ned coming back. <laughs> uh, Katie Longstruth got in touch to say that, uh, and it makes sense, Jess, Jessica is Steve Sanders. <laughs> Same absolute psychopathic narcissism. The writers have to be pulling plots from 90210 and we're like, eh, just let's let's just make Jessica like Steve. They're both blonde. This show is bananas <laughs> and I'm loving it. So great, <laughs> Katie. It all checks out, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah, quite a few people have talked about watching this, uh, including Katie, when they were in high school themselves and realising, uh, as Katie said, it cracks me up to watch it as a 42 year old grown woman thinking about what my actual high school experience was like compared to this fever dream of a TV show. <laughs> Your fever dream is a great way of putting it because it is a fully bonkers show. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God, it really is. And we are like really really enjoying it so you know we can't mock it too much true and and I think a lot of it is to do with the fact that you actually see Jessica like having to experience consequences which just is yes. so satisfying because we just never get that closure in the books whereas now we are and it's great oh my god yeah uh it's at last this is this you know we're seeing her get her comeuppance mm. um a lot of people also described uh the or were very appreciative of the computer graphics seen in bob russo's I'm, I'm glad it's, it wasn't it wasn't just me completely obsessed with them because oh they're so good oh my god I'm still thinking about them like <laughs> oh magnificent is the only way to describe them um but uh yes we do love hearing from you listeners and please do get in touch uh because you know as we keep saying but we really mean it we appreciate you supporting the show so much and we're hoping that very soon we will have some merch to offer you. Yes, we have things in the works and we will hopefully be announcing some stuff in the next while. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled for uh, some exciting updates. Yes, and we'll you know try and try and figure out what exactly you all want um, from uh, from Sweet Valley merch. Uh, mm-hmm. Because we've got a few options in store, which we're uh, which we're quite quite happy about. Um, by the way, we also have something to. A few people have have said this to us that in the TV show, and he hasn't appeared yet, the famous Shred is going to make his appearance, replacing Bruce. 
a bold move. Uh, but yeah, apparently, yeah, because that was in uh, the Patman saga. Yeah, um, Patman's of Sweet Valley. That's right. There was uh, it was like towards the end of that book. There was some throwaway mention of like a cousin of Bruce's, like Reginald Shred Patman. We yeah. were like, sorry, who the fuck is this? <laughs> and of course, those, those like saga books were kind of out in the early 90s. So whether it was just something they threw in because of the TV show or there must be some joined up thinking there, I would say. Yes. Because like there's no mention of them at all, I don't think, in the books. Apart no. from that one mention in in a saga like super edition, um, but yeah, so there there is actually uh, the arrival of Shred at some point to look forward to. Yeah, well, I don't know if we want to see the, the the end of Bruce replaced by some ridiculous Shred. It just seems strange choice on behalf of the makers, but uh, it maybe... is. But I think I think they also end up recasting Bruce at some point as well. So there's oh, all kinds of shenanigans going on. <laughs> well, we'll be there. We'll be here to follow it all every twist and turn listeners and we hope that you'll be joining us for the ride um because of course we uh we will be back next week in your regular feed when we will be discussing uh dana and mm. the love bet yeah dana who apparently does not believe in love or romance or oh. any of that kind of stuff so of course liz is here to get involved but we will be back here in the Pi Beat Alpha Clubhouse in two weeks, where it looks like things are getting spooky. Oh, oh my God. I'm so excited for this one. Yeah, it's a Halloween episode. I fucking love Halloween episodes of anything. It's like someone's in fancy dress. Sign me up. I'm there. <laughs> I can only imagine what the fancy dress outfits are going to be like. I'm very excited. Because we've had to, our imaginations have had to do a bit of work when watching, when reading the books. But this time we'll be able to feast our eyes. On the, oh my god on the actual ensembles it's gonna be amazing well listeners we we hope you'll don your own fancy dress garb <laughs> in two weeks when we leave the Pi Beta clubhouse to explore the curse of the Lawrence mansion <gasps> see, see you then everybody thanks for listening bye This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.